Tops, the Titans of Publishing show. I'm Bill Davis, and I'll let Mark say hi. Hi. That is Mark Hardy, our uh, professional publisher online with us. And today we wanted to talk about um, and explain to you and give you a little uh, uh, you know, gift. Um, we're going to talk about self-publishing and in, in specifics, uh, self-publishing a checklist. So these are things that we've done uh, when we publish and specifically that I've done, I know for sure, in uh, publishing uh, Kindles on um, Amazon. So um, these, these, these aren't, you know, everything. It's not a top 10. It's, it's things we do. Um, I think there's 15 or 16 points. Um, we're certainly probably missing one or two or 10 that you might want to do. But the, this is a good start and it's a good framework to, to form your, your ebook publishing uh, uh, process. So uh, without further ado, and, and just by the way, uh, we will be putting this up uh, on the net um, and I'll put a link out to it in both the show notes on the site, which is titansofpublishing.com, as well as on uh, the Facebook page that this video is um, broadcasting on. I'll probably also put it on my personal timeline if you can't find it any of those other places and maybe Mark will too. So um, why don't we just take it away and, uh, you know, the first thing, and, and Mark and I will, uh, you know, kind of talk about each of these things. The first thing, obviously, is create a quality story or manuscript or manual or whatever it is you're creating. It's got to be good or else all these other things don't really matter. Right, Mark? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be good. Um, but, but you know, I don't want I you don't to hold yourself, yourself up to that high standard, like, oh, it's got to be better than the competition. And the other thing, too, is it doesn't necessarily need to be long. And I'll give you a perfect example. I mean, I am selling my PR traffic cheat sheets on Kindle. And, you know, each cheat sheet, there's a, there's a set of them. Each cheat sheet, I want to say, is like a couple pages. And you know, talk about content repurposing. This uh, started years ago when I created a physical product, a laminated cheat sheet that was, you know, uh, that had, you know, information front and back. So I just wanted to put that out there in terms of quality story. We're not talking about tons of pages. It could be something really brief, but valuable. And that's the key. Yes, absolutely agree. Um, many of my books that are out there are you know, they're 10, 15, 20 pages, you know, it's, it's not, we're not writing, you know, full length novels here. Um, the idea is to, uh, distill whatever knowledge you have presented in a unique and compelling and attractive format and get it out there so that people can consume it, cons uh, <laughs> consume it, um, not say it, but consume it. Um, right. so number one, create a quality story, whatever that happens to be, you know, uh, I'll, I'm going to skip one here for, for a minute, get it edited, make sure you have somebody else read it for you or watch it. If it's a video, watch it for you or listen to it. If it's something that, you know, spoken word, um, can't, you know, I, I think I'm especially good at editing my own copy, but I miss things and things that you may miss while reading over your own stuff. 
um, somebody else can pick up really quickly and easily. And, and if you have to pay for it, pay for it. But, you know, you could probably send it to a colleague or two as a favor and, you know, you'll return the favor when they ask you to do something like that too. Um, so getting, yeah, and I, um, you know, cause I mean, I think even, I mean, you know, as a writer, uh, you know, I have a couple of different passes to catch things. I mean, I will, um, put it through spell check, but as we know, that is, you know, that won't actually catch. I mean, you may make spell something correctly, but if you have, you know, a, a wrong word or whatever, it won't catch it. Then I, you know, will read it. Um, and then this third option, uh, you know, it takes a little bit longer. I'm not saying you do this for an entire book, but sometimes you're reading it out loud. Um, you know, maybe you read sections of it because I, I guarantee you that, you know, sometimes you what you kind of hear in your head and what you hear, you know, when you speak it is is very different. And then finally, in terms of editing, um, uh, there are plenty of resources. Um, there's some good resources on Fiverr. Um, Shameless plug for my mother-in-law. She does book editing, so you got options. <laughs> there, there you go. Um, no, it's, it's very true. And and um, you know, one of the things that I found that makes a, a, a successful book, meaning it gets sales um, and it gets read, um, is the quality of the writing and the writing or or whatever it happens to be, but mostly writing it has to sound like somebody like the author is talking to you. Um, that helps a lot in, in reading. So I, I, you know, I, I write it just like I write email copy or, or a sales page. It's, it's short choppy sentences, kind of like Hemingway, short choppy sentences, no, no $5 words. Um, you, you, you know, I, I don't really subscribe to the whole, you got to dumb it down to fifth grade or sixth grade level or whatever. Um, that may work on sales letters and whatnot, but, um, in, in a book, especially one that's technical in nature or, or, you know, about a complex subject, it has to be written at the, at the level of your audience, whoever that might be. Um, so you have to match that, but it, it does have to sound like you're reading it to them. So to take Mark's suggestion, if you actually read your book aloud, um, you'll be able to hear, uh, what your reader is hearing from you. Um, another, another really important thing, and, and it, and it may be more important than anything else, even the quality is your cover covers huge. People say, don't judge a book by its cover. Well, people buy books based on their cover. Um, is, does it catch my eye and does it solve my problem or propose to solve my problem or, or, you know, entertain me in the way that I want to be entertained? What do you think, Mark? Um, that's absolutely true, and I had a really um, helpful, and this is more from a copy perspective. I mean, obviously, you want to have, you know, a good design and a, and a compelling image, um, but, and this is prim primarily true for um, nonfiction, um, but uh, I had a colleague who uh, is, you know, authority on books. She does a, uh, an event you know, about, about books and publishing. And when we were doing kind of just a, a, a dialogue, she told me, and I thought this is really valuable. She said that if you look at your book, you know, and, and so kind of look at the cover, you have your title and then you have your kind of subtitle. 
And, and she said that in her experience, the best combination is the title goes for the heart and the subtitle goes for the head. And I really like that combination because then you're appealing to people both on an emotional level and a logic and rational level. So that's a, that's a, that's a key tip and I can't take credit for it, but I can share it with you folks. So you said title goes for the heart. Title goes for the heart. Subtitle goes for the head. You know, so the the um, you know that's the more kind of justification, kind of rationalization of what makes you know what makes that content worth reading. And you see that a lot. I mean, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times you have book titles that are like one or two words, um, and then that that subtitle kind of pays it off with some yeah. kind of benefit. That's that's interesting, and I like that. Um, okay, great. Um, in Amazon, it's especially important that you do a couple things outside of, of your book. And that is you want to write a great description of your book, you know, a good summary, but you have, you got to have a, a hook in there to get people to, to want to order it. And you, ha and I think, um, this is kind of secondary, but it's important um, if you're trying to build a business out of this, and that is to write a really good author profile. So what I tend to do is I look at authors that I purchase from and I look at their profiles and I see, you know, what elements are they, are they uh, putting in there? What, um, what information are they choosing to include? Um, it's, it's, it's kind of like you're, it's like your bio or your resume, your author resume, and it's it's really important to get people to, um, you know, buy like a series of books because it's it's fairly easy to get people to buy one book. It's it's much harder to get people to buy a series of five, I think. Um, it, it just is. It takes it takes more effort, and people want to know more about you, the author, than 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 anything else. A one-off book, especially if you've got it on like a free promo free promotion or a ninety-nine cent promotion or some kind of countdown, um, they're going to sell just because Amazon promotes them for you. Um, but the series where you're actually selling books at at a at a, at a price um, above zero, um, those those are harder to do. What do you think, Mark? Uh in terms of yeah, in terms of a, a description, and you know, this will be kind of a um, a recurring trend that you notice about, you know, our checklist for online publishing and specifically for eBooks is that a lot of times the mistake that people make is they're just focusing on getting the content, you know, the, the story, you know, the whole thing done. And what we're saying is that's, you know, that takes time and, you know, you need to set that investment aside accordingly. But there are a number of different other elements, marketing elements, that are going to be key for your success as an online publisher. Because, you know, we didn't call this, you know, kind of, you know, mediocre level people of publishing. We call this titans of publishing. So we want you to be a titan. So we're giving you, we're helping you kind of, um, you know, skip over mistakes that you know people that maybe aren't that familiar with publishing would typically make um and you can you know 
uh, increase your cheese, your chance of success by following these steps. And so, yes, yeah, so uh, definitely a description. Um, and you know, you're probably going to need to do as you roll out your book property, your intellectual property into different areas and different venues. You probably want to take a look at um, uh, you know having different uh, lengths of description because each. You know, I mean, say you decide to to post it for free on you know there are a number of uh, ebook sites, or post a, a lighter version. You know, you may need to do a different description for that. Um, and one final thing about a description, um, I don't know about you, Bill, but when I'm looking at a book, and and this is probably more when I'm in a bookstore rather than I'm just looking online, I always look at the description. I look at the book jacket. I look at the author because that is you know, prime real estate. And I figure if they can't tell the story I want you to buy the book in that area, then it's probably not worth buying. Right. No, very, very well put. Very well put. Um, so everybody, you know, we're on social media now, we're on Facebook Live. Um, you know, there's Twitter and Instagram and all sorts of other different channels, YouTube and whatnot. There's a lot of places to go social media wise. And it's, it's important, I think, to do your own promotions on your own social media channels in addition to other, you know, other uh, channels. Um, but, you know, tweet out the link to your book, put it on your Facebook personal page. Um, you know, put, do a little 30 second to 60 second video on YouTube that that is the introduction, quote unquote, to your book um, with a link to your book there. Um, I think I think that that's been key for me. And, and We'll get to this in a minute, but well, actually, let's just get to it right now. Um, a good strategy to do when selling on Amazon, especially, is to make the book free at first for a period of time. And and I found, you know, you, I think you can do it up to five days or something. Um, I found that the first day is the only day that matters. Um, you'll oh, get the, you'll get the bulk of your of your orders. Amazon calls them sales, even though they're at they're at zero dollars. But you'll get the bulk of your orders on that free promotion on the first day. The second day, it's like less than half. Um, so do a one day, and then bump it up to ninety nine cents or a buck ninety nine or something like that, and you will see that you will, if you compare, if you were to be able to take the same book and do this two ways, start the book out at a dollar ninety nine and see how many sales you get. Start the book out at zero, bump it to 99, bump it to a buck 99, and you'll find that you make a lot more orders, a lot more sales with money attached to them the second way versus the first way. Even though at the end of the day, they're the same price, you're gonna make more money. Um, and it has to do with, I, I think, I mean, Amazon's, Algorithm is is like Google's in that nobody knows what the hell it is. We can just speculate and guess based upon and kind of reverse engineer things and go, well, if I do this and this happened, well, this must have been the reason, right? Um, and oftentimes we're wrong. But what I've seen is that it seems like Amazon's algorithm uh, has a heavy weight on on what I'll call momentum. If you're getting a lot of orders and then you change the price you still rank high in, in Amazon's search. 
so that when people are searching for your topic that your book is about, you will still rank really high and people will buy your book, even though yesterday it was free. They didn't know it was free yesterday. They just came upon it today and it ranked and they saw it and you had a good description and you had a good cover and you did all these things, you're going to get more orders and more sales. Um, we're going to have to speed up a little bit, but another thing, people don't always just read eBooks. So have the ability or, or be ready for print on demand. And Amazon has a really nice, you know, it's all built in. It used to be through create space. I think it's now through Amazon in house, but you basically upload a word document and it's ready to go. Um, so that people can buy a physical book. And what happens is you essentially get the, 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 the price of the book minus whatever costs it, it, it took for Amazon to print and, and put that book together. So people will buy your print books. Um, they will. Um, I've had a number of people say, I really wish you would have made that in, in, you know, in a print book. And I said, I didn't well, lesson learned. Um, Use videos and book trailers to promote your book. Like I said, YouTube, um, Vimeo, wherever. Um, here's a really good one that will increase your um, revenue, not just from book sales, but from other Amazon sales. So you know when somebody visits Amazon through an affiliate link, um, they get a one-day cookie or you get a one-day cookie so that anything they buy, you're going to get a commission on in that one-day period unless it gets overwritten again. So. Assuming, you know, they don't go to another Amazon affiliate link. Um, so what you do is you become your own affiliate. So you sign up as an affiliate for, uh, for you know, you create an, an Amazon associates account and you promote your own book with your Amazon associate link. And what happens is you get, you get the, you know, you get whatever you were going to get from Amazon in terms of the book sale. You also get a commission based upon that sell price. And you also get, if somebody buys your book and then they go buy a blender, you get, you might get a, you know, a buck or two for a blender that you, you had nothing at all to do with really, except that you led them to Amazon. Um, so that's really important. You could, you could, you could double and triple your revenue quite easily doing that. Um, have, have you had any experience with that Mark at all? Uh, in, in not, not, not to not the level of that you have, but I do want to go back to an earlier point that you made, and that, um, and I know we have, we also have this on the checklist. We had it a little bit later because there's some production things, obviously, that you need to do. But you know, in terms of the pricing, um, you know, one of the things, one of the, you know, the big reasons that you want to give the book away is to get social proof, to get reviews. You know, to, um, and that is key. And obviously, you're going to, you know, they're, you're, you're just creating a bigger pool of potential people that can review your book when A, it's either free or B, it's very affordable. So that was, yeah. that was a big point I wanted to add. Yes. So getting to reviews, reviews are probably, you know, assuming content matters, your quality of the content matters, your book, your book covers really important. And the number of reviews you get is really important. And again, looking at, at Google's algorithm kind of from the outside in, it seems as though the more reviews you get, the better you get ranked, even if the reviews aren't all stellar. 
And it's okay to get some two and three star reviews because it just happens. Sometimes people buy your book and they're in a bad mood. It doesn't matter. It, it really, it really seems like the number of reviews, all things equal, the book with a higher number of reviews is going to get ranked higher. Mark, you had, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, and I don't know. I mean, you know, you have more experience in kind of the Amazon side, but you know, I mean, uh, I have you know experience reviews actually on the company side. You know, I, I my company's done reputation marketing for different businesses and in different uh, industries. And the one thing I wanted to add, I was curious for your feedback, is um, in that kind of world, you know, so say the reviews are on Google or Facebook or Yelp, um, there is a, um, a belief that if all you have are five-star five reviews, that some of those are fake. Yeah. Because it's just not real. So that kind of goes to your point that, you know, don't be afraid, you know, if you get some, you know, oh, I don't want to put it out there because what if somebody doesn't like it? Um, you obviously just want to get enough reviews to kind of keep that that average score high. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's very true. And, and, you know, Google has, you know, kind of their way around that, that whole fake review thing. But I don't think it really works all that well. But they have that verified buyer. Mm -hmm. um, so you can go on to Amazon and not even buy the damn book and review it. You can't. Um, so Amazon has this little, you know, stipulation and the assumption is that they weight those reviews higher than, than just a regular review from outside of their, you know, who didn't buy. Um, but I've seen people game the system. I saw a guy, an author who published like 20 books one day. It was a couple days ago who already had, thousands of reviews and he wasn't ranking well yet. And, and I have my suspicions as to what's going on there. It's not necessarily him just out and out gaming the system. But the point is um, he will start to rank. His books will start to rank. And um, you know, those reviews could, I mean, they very well could be bogus or they could be legitimate. Um, but you know, when I look at a product on, on Amazon, I don't look at the five-star reviews and I don't look at the one-star reviews. I look the, at the twos, threes, and fours because those are like re real experiences. Mm -hmm. um, now, here's a little hint. If you have a lot of, you know, social media friends, ask them when your book is free to go order the book. And if, hey, if you don't mind, give me an honest review. I don't ever, I don't ever tell anybody or ask anybody, give me a good review. I say, give me an honest review. If you want to take the time and you don't have to, but give me an honest review and you'll get fours and fives. You just will. Um, and that doesn't look horrible because there's a mix and it's not like you're going to get 6,000. You're going to get like, you know, 10 or 20. Um, but that's a good jump start. Um, moving on. Another reason you might, might want to quote unquote sell a free book is for the email opt-in. So oftentimes, and I think you always should, put a, a page in the front and a page in the back of the book um, that leads somebody to say a, a free bonus, eth, you know, we call them ethical bribes, whatever, um, a giveaway in return for the email. So 
you put a link in your book, you know, with a compelling offer that says, "Hey, go here," and maybe you'll, you know, maybe it, maybe you'll give them a a, a a ten minute video about, you know, X, Y, or Z. That's related to the book, obviously. It has to be relevant. Um, you you want to entice people to go to your website, sign up, and now you have an email subscriber that you can market your next book to. Um, that builds momentum. You get a, you get a list of readers. If your work is good and they like what you do, they'll want they'll want to buy more, and and you you actually elevate their status, and you say they're your VIPs or you know they're your elite readers. Um, you can also, and, and we don't have this on the checklist. It might be something we want to add. Mark is you can have um, you know uh, a stable of of uh, like pre order or or review copies. Um, not that you're trying to game the review system, but I can give you this before the book is released. You read it, and as soon as it's out, you you can review it. Um, that gives you that momentum. That gives you that 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 kind of kinetic energy that's going to help you rise up in the ranks. Um, one more thing um, before we go, because we're running out of time. Advertise your book. Amazon has an advertising platform. Facebook, YouTube, Google, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, what you know, name you name it. There, there's there, there are advertising platforms on all these social media platforms. So um, use that for a buck or two a day. You could get you know a couple hundred more eyeballs to your book, and um, put your affiliate link in in there, and you, you you got it made. And and the trick here with with self publishing on Amazon really is to keep the momentum going. You know, ideally you want to have a you want to publish your second book before your first book kind of like runs out of steam. It may be once a week, once a month, once every three or four months, depending on the genre and then, and the book and the length and stuff like that. Um, but you want to have, you want to just have a continuous pipeline um, of books coming out and you'll start to build real momentum. And it may take you, it may take you 10 or 12 books before you really start to go crazy. Um, but the sales will happen. And so we're going to close here. Mark, do you have anything in closing to say? Uh, just that there are more elements of the checklist. You know, we we, uh, we kind of started down. Obviously, we wanted to keep this call reasonable length. And so we'll be talking about this again, probably in more detail and maybe segmented because, you know, there are different publishing strategies. We're just really talking about traditional publishing book publishing obviously there's some other things that we'll be talking about down the road so just wanted to kind of get a little tease around what's what's coming absolutely um so in closing i just want to say that go to titansofpublishing.com if uh go there anyway sign up um but go there uh, what i'll do is i'll put um the link to this checklist in the post that this video is on also put it in uh, on the Facebook page. Also put it on my personal page. Um, and if you would be so kind, please go to iTunes and or Stitcher, depending on what you'd like to use, um, and subscribe to our podcast and and give us an honest review. All right. Anything else you want to say? Um, next week is Thanksgiving, so everybody who celebrates that, happy Thanksgiving. Right. And um, have a great have a great weekend and we'll, you know, we haven't decided, are we going to meet next Friday? Maybe, maybe not. It's a surprise. 
So, I think it depends if we're still in the turkey coma, is I think where. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in a turkey coma because I will have eaten turkey probably twice on Thursday and once on once or twice on Friday. Yeah, to fan. Yes. And then I get on a plane that night, so we'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.